How has Tyler Smith performed in his first week of padded practices for the Dallas Cowboys? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. He's also at Cowboys Camp out in Oxnard. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? Doing great. Uh, today was actually my first day uh, on the field in practice. So it, that was quite an adventure and, and really, really fun to kind of get down there, mix it up and, and get even closer. So uh, I got lots to talk about, but it was uh, on a personal note, it was just a really fun, cool experience. Yeah. So we, we've got a lot of notes that we want to get to uh, yeah. from Thursday's practice, but the biggest one is Tyler Smith. Um, I saw a play today. Uh, where he and Tyron Smith gave uh, John Ridgeway a little ride like across <laughs> the field uh, on a block. It seems like so far so good for Tyler Smith. What did you see from the field? Yeah, I mean, I saw a lot of that. I saw also him and uh, Biotish give Gallimore a little ride as well. Um, I, I think, you know, to me, again, by my eyes and, and, and you know, I, I, you're not – it's not as easy to kind of get over to see – the offensive line drills and stuff. They just, by the way that training camp is laid out now, they've kind of tucked them away in a corner. That's, that's, that's not easily accessible for Mm -hmm. media or for fans. Um, So I was on purpose. Maybe. Yeah. Cause I used to just camp over there in previous training camps and, and, and talk to the offensive line coach. That's, that's just not a reality anymore. Um, But I I think that one thing that, that I've been able to notice is, you know, even though they've continued to kind of use Connor McGovern as a, as part-time starter, the gap between Connor McGovern's physical ability and, and what Tyler, Tyler Smith can do is, 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 is large. The ceiling um, is just so much higher. For, and yeah, we knew and, this, like we knew this as a prospect, like if Tyler Smith as a prospect, like the, he, he can be an all world guard if he wants to be right. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's, I think the floor is surprisingly high too. I mean, I, I was just shocked by, you know, a lot of the technique stuff that, that, that is not really kind of reared its head. I mean, you still see it. There was, you know, there was a time when I saw somebody go uh, one side and then the other side and you saw his hand kind of slip up a little bit more. It'll, it'll than, happen. More I've got no doubt. It, happen. Of course. Yeah. But I, I just think that, you know, I've seen enough of him. I mean, first of all, just like flat out in the run game, he's he's going to be a dominant force. I just I just feel that way. I mean, he's just so big and strong, and he can move guys off the ball. Uh, double teams are just going to be much more effective with him uh, involved. And then, you know, the thing that we've started to see a little bit more in the past game, you know, I started to see him uh, do some work against some of those double mug looks that we talked about, mm-hmm. right. With the, we talked about in, in regards to Anthony Barr. what, you know, they have the, the linebackers inside the a gap and um, you know, they've got spinners. I saw at one point where Terrell Basham was playing kind of that spinner role where he was kind of just like pre-snap picking his, his spots. Right. Um, and then, uh, and then basically, you know, that's where you would wor- worry about Tyler Smith, right? Like going against a quicker player inside knifing inside, and he was able to get there and get where he needs to and seal off the guy. So 
Uh, you know, there's still a long ways to go, and and I, I think that there's something to the idea that that uh, you know he hasn't he isn't taking all the first team reps there. I think that may be about kind of keep learning the playbook a little bit more and just being yeah. able to keep up with adjustments and that sort of thing. But outside of that, uh, physically, technique wise, so far. Uh, it's been really, really great, and, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him, you know, get some serious playing time early. The, the Cowboys are probably trying not to overwhelm him too much. It's again, this is the first week of padded practices. I think they've this is only their third padded practice, right? Uh, let's see. They started Monday, and my, yeah, and so because Wednesday was not a padded, padded practice, so this is only the third practice. They just don't want to overwhelm him. But yeah. I, I mean, for even people like you and I who are not big Tyler Smith fans going into the draft. I think all the news since he was has been drafted oh, yeah. has been overwhelmingly positive. Now, yeah. is that the Cowboys trying to pump up the first round pick? Maybe a little bit, but from but it's not the, because because I mean some what? of it's independent. Like some of it's like going to Duke, and that's what and we that's all what wanted say, him yes. to do. And, yeah. and some of it's like losing, you know, slimming down and coming into 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 camp in great shape. Like the Cowboys can't spin that. That's just you know what we see. We, we should also mention Duke Bennyweather is an offensive line coach, uh, the, the, more of like a teacher who who all these NFL offensive linemen go to to work out with in the offseason and regarded as one of the best that there is out there. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, just to kind of give Cowboys fans a, a reminder, Terrence Steele was very much, you know, a, yes. a Duke Bennyweather pro, a prospect and, and a guy that he helps out a lot, a lot. So he has a lot of experience in kind of developing these guys. Uh, so, yeah, even someone like Beef, who did not love the pick in the first round, get a little excited. Like, like yeah. I'm excited to see him in a game. Like, I don't know if it's going to be the same for, like, uh, when Lyle Collins, like in 2015, when we finally got to see him in the preseason. Remember against Seattle, he had, like, two killer blocks in that game. I think we're going to get some of those moments where he's just out in space and buries dudes. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm, I've, you know, I've – tried to temper ex- expectations with a lot of these first round picks coming into these training camps with this situation. We just, you know, we, we obviously, I mean, I didn't hate the pick, right? Like I thought that he was a second round player and, and they picked him in the first round. So I didn't feel like it was a huge reach, but you just didn't know, right. He felt, it felt like he had a long way to go. It felt like, uh, you know, there was concerns about whether he was going to be able to get technique where he needed it to be to start the season. I mean, I'm I'm at the point now where I'm ready to see him in like a, a preseason yeah. game or I'm excited, or, uh, yeah, because I, I think that he, I've seen enough that I feel excited about watching him, not you know, peering through my fingers yeah. like that. There's there's going to be some rough moments, right? He's sure. going to have some penalties. Yeah. There's going to be some missed blocks, but but there uh, was that was there was that with Connor Williams too. Well, that, <laughs> well, yeah. true. I mean, you're just hoping that the, the the positives outweigh the negatives, and so far, so good for the Cowboys' first round pick. All right, before we talk about the rest of your notes from Cowboys practice on Thursday, I want to tell you guys about Dave. Uh, Dave is there when you absolutely need them, when you're in a tough spot or you're struggling to make ends meet. Dave can help you get the, the support that you need. Dave is the banking app. They can get you up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That is more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out Without any hangups, there is no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief that they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and you need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. 
Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That is D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fee supply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. All right, let's talk about the wide receivers, Landon, because I I think they had a pretty decent day uh, again on Thursday. I want to start with Noah Brown. One of the drum beats that we've had from practice so far is that he continues to impress, and I saw him catch multiple passes over the middle. My question for you is, where have the Cowboys been lining him up the most so far? Yeah, surprisingly, it's been a lot of inside stuff. I mean, I guess it's not terribly surprising, but I think it's – you kind of picture his body style as more of an X, right? Well, um, and this is why I asked, because I kind of think at this stage in his career, a slot receiver makes more sense for him. Like, cause he is so good in the middle of the field. I think you want him in the slot for his blocking ability, right? If you want him to come down and block a linebacker, like when you're in three receiver sets, I think that's fantastic for him. I kind of think like a power slot makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, certainly. I think, you know, that's kind of the idea a lot with CeeDee Lamb. You know, I think that a bigger slot – and that's, you know, that's the trend uh, 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 league-wide, right, is, is, is less of these – the way – the Cole Beasleys of the world are frankly going the way of the Dodo. Because, know, that, it, because it limits your offense too much. Yeah. You, you could only run certain routes with those type of receivers. Well, yeah, and I think, frankly, the most dangerous routes that you can run, the kind of deep over routes from the slot, like you don't want you don't want Cole Beasley uh, or, or Wes Welker or those types of players trying to be 15 or 20 yards down the field and presenting a big target coming across the field if you're running, yes. you know, play action and you're coming booting back the other way. So it just presents a bigger target, and, 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 and if those guys are good enough route runners to beat coverage – inside then you know they just present a bigger target for the uh for the quarterbacks to hit in the middle of the field i think he's a little bit different than cd lamb in the slot but you're right like these are both guys over six foot over 200 pounds but for me noah brown is like he's kind of like a tight end right he's so strong that if you want to throw him seam routes or have him matched up against the linebacker like he's going to win all those and i i love the ability to have him hey he's in the slot but now he can motion down, you know, inside the tackle box and be an extra blocker because he's fantastic I, at that. I will say though, and I was talking to actually Jeff Cavanaugh about this, is that he he looks noticeably smaller. Like he has slimmed down significantly. He 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 redid his body uh, in a way that you know he looks more like a wide receiver. So I, I, I tend to I agree with you that I, I in the role that he has done that in the past, but I wonder how much if he's lost any of that effectiveness as a blocker because it does appear that he's lost, and I mean in a good way. Yeah, like it's possible, but for pounds, so for him, it's the mentality, right? Like he yeah, that's true. He, he he won't he won't back down. That that's for certain. All right, uh, another receiver that we should mention, Ontario Drummond. He came off yeah. the PUP list today, practiced with the Cowboys. Sounds like he had a good day. He just, yeah. I mean, I think he, he was just working in there. I mean, he's with, he's with, uh, you know, the, the, the kind of the bottom of the roster folks. And, but I mean, just the, the, you know, he looked very smooth. He looked the part, uh, you know, he looked like it wasn't, uh, you know, so much of a, of a, it wasn't too big struggle to get in and out of his breaks or anything like that. He didn't look, yeah. Like he didn't have any lingering effects of not having practice for a while. He looked like he belonged. And, and frankly, considering the way that, almost the rest of the whole wide receiver core looked today. Uh, that's pretty good that that he can come in and, and I almost called him KD Drummond. Shout out to KD Drummond. Shout out to uh, KD. It's, it's, it, yeah. It's like his cousin, right? 
um, it, it's 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 a testament that he can come in and kind of you know run and pick it up and, and look like he belongs with the rest of the group. Uh, we should also mention Jalen Tolbert, who I saw Absolutely. had a long uh, touchdown reception in one-on-one drills, uh, a couple sweet catches and team drills. Uh, so far, it seems like he's had a pretty good week, Landon. He dominated the early part of practice. Like he was just all over the place making catches. Yeah, obviously the long bomb was was really impressive. Uh, and then you know he had a couple other catches, toe tapping near the sideline and getting up. And he's just, uh, yeah, he's just he's he looks. He looks like Gallup. I mean, it's a, it's 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 kind of funny. I mean, even when he stands next to Gallup, uh, that he's he's like a little bit kind of taller version of Gallup. It seems like you um, know what? That's yeah. funny. When when Gallup comes back, their entire receiving course can be like between they look exactly, six, yeah, six they look foot exactly one and six foot two. Yeah. Everybody's between two hundred and five and two hundred and ten pounds. They usually all stand together. Like even though Gallup's you know in 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 a jersey and not wearing pads or whatever they all stand together and it's just funny to see them kind of like lined up and and they just you know there's one three one eight and eight eight and they all kind of are the same height and you know it's, except it's for vasher vasher's the only one that looks different right oh yeah no vash uh, yeah i'm, I'm in of the starting three vasher's like a like a like tight skyscraper like really skinny tight in yeah it's pretty funny <laughs> to see him and then yeah turpin who could be even more different than was like yeah three inches shorter than i am for god's sake uh, how has uh, Turpin looked? The the US uh, USFL MVP. How has he he's looked fast. in practice so far? He's so fast. I mean, they used him as a running back a little bit today because of some of the injury injuries to I mean not injuries, the COVID situation with uh, Rico and what's the name of the Shub Bank or Shub One? I can't remember the name of it. He has a really funny last name. The the fourth running back. I can't remember his name is. Yeah. Anyways, uh, he they both are out with with COVID, and so uh, it looked like him and maybe Drummond even got some got some reps as running backs and at one point I, I they threw like a pitch or as an out thing and he you could just see it like he got the corner and he was gone up the sideline really really fast I watched him uh, returning punts uh and he was doing the uh the Pac-Man the Pac-Man thing. Uh, yeah, yeah where you can catch it one time and, yeah. and then like he what he was really good at was he caught like three or four of them and then when the fifth one come, he'd throw the fourth one back, catch it, and then catch the fifth, the fifth one again, like almost kind of a half juggle situation. So, uh, yeah, I, I think you know he looks obviously he looks the part as a punt returner. They're kind of moving him around for different stuff. I, I think they're gonna they're gonna. It seems to me that they're gonna keep him on the roster no matter They've what. They've got a role. And, they don't have anybody that can be a punt returner well, outside of Sandy Lamb, right? I don't know if they have the full role for him, but I guess the point I was going to make is they have enough of a role that they want to keep him, and I think that they're trying to see what else he can do. You know, like what, uh, what, how else can we expand on that role, basically? Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, a couple more things we want to get to, including a very interesting defensive pa- package that the Cowboys deployed on Thursday. But before we do that, I want to tell you about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Landon, you tweeted out a, an interesting uh, personnel package that the Cowboys were using on defense on Thursday with J. Ron Kirst. Do you want to explain what that was? 
yeah i mean it was kind of, again one of the kind of cooler things to get just a little bit closer right is that you can hear coaches talking to their players you can hear kind of packages being called out and again this is not privileged information or anything that like and i wouldn't do that if it was but I, you know again these are all public practices no one's whispering any of this stuff yeah. uh but they do have a package that's that they're calling the hippo package it seems like and, and i think that they had something similar to this before i mean obviously because they kind of had referred to themselves as almost a three four uh team at some points but it, it's like a three four look right where they have three different kind of more um I would say three technique types, not, so not like Neville Gallimore, right? I think it was Gallimore that I that I definitely noticed. I think Tristan Hill was the other side, and I, I didn't catch who was in the middle. Um, but they had Parsons uh, lined up as the the rusher on once on the near side, which would be the left side of the defense. And then I I couldn't catch. I think it was maybe uh, uh, fifty three. Uh, I'm sorry, ninety three. Uh, Basham, Basham. who was on the other, Basham was on the other side, and then the linebackers were. I mean, it would have been Leighton Vanderesh, but yeah, it was yeah. today. It was Luke uh, Gifford. Gifford. Yep. And then the the other w- would be the other inside linebacker was was Javon Curse, and then they and then Jaron Curse, Jaron yes. Curse, and then they yep. had the, the normal safeties behind them, right? So mm-hmm. it was like a three safety. Two linebacker look, but one of the linebackers was a pass rusher, and then like a traditional pass rusher at the end of a three different the tackle line. So it's kind of very interesting. They could obviously do a lot of different things out of that package, including you know blitz from one side, drop Parsons into coverage, you know, or uh, attack at the line of scrimmage. It, so it, it was really that cool. might even be a package where like the two linebackers are Anthony Barr. And J. Ron Curse, where Bar could be a blitzer, right? Curse could be somebody dropping in coverage or matching up with a tight end. Like, just gives you a lot of length and flexibility because Anthony Barr is like what, 6'5, 255. Yeah. J. Ron Curse is 6'4, 220. It's a lot of size, length, and athleticism in the middle of your defense. Yeah. And I mean, if you're trying to shut down the run too, what you could do is put Barr as the, as the uh, Parsons role, put Parsons as the Luke Gifford role. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, and then kind of run it that way. And like on a in first down situations as well. So a very, very interesting way to kind of get three linebackers on the field while still maintaining Parsons and an extra linebacker as well. Yes. Uh, all right. Any other notes from practice you want to mention? We, we should mention the kicking battle. They did the mojo moments again today, uh, trying to mess with the kickers. They opened up practice, I believe, with a little bit of a kicking battle. Uh, you had a really funny tweet about the uh, the kickers and their ball skills, or the, the defensive backs and their ball skills. Why don't you explain that? Yeah, so they, like, uh, they, they, so one thing, I think that it may have been mentioned before, but I've been trying to figure out exactly what it was that they were doing from across the camp. And, and when they do kicking, uh, while, while the while the you know the rest of the kicking team is is involved in doing the operations of kicking, uh, the rest of the players all kind of do a ball drill. Basically, it's like a tip. They do a tip drill. I think they do another thing where uh, they just hand you the ball and then they will try to punch it out like it's a running back drill, right? But every single person goes through it. Like I mean, I'm, not, I'm sorry, not every single, but every player in the obviously the offensive uh, skill players. And then on top of that, all the back seven players. So all the linebackers, all the all the defensive backs, they all went through it. 
and, and you know they have at one point they have guys running through they're trying to punch the ball out at other point they're they're working on tip drills but the tip drills are not defense ex- defense exclusive so the there's offensive players that are doing tip drills as well and and at some point I just kept on hearing one of the coaches scream over and over tips and overthrows got to get those tips and overthrows got to get those tips and overthrows got to get those like it was kind of like a mantra that they would just keep kept on yeah. repeating over and over again so that was pretty fun. Um, another note I'll just throw in because it's an interesting insight is that they were doing this whole uh, mojo moment, right? And they do it where they set up a scenario where the offense has to get to X spot and then set up for the field goal, right? Mm-hmm. So today what they did is they had you know the first team come out and they did a great job of setting up. Uh, in fact, that was one where Tolbert had one of his best catches. Uh, you know, they had Dak set up the, the kick the field goal team for the for the kick. And then they went through this series of like things where they snapped the ball and then the kicker kicked the ball. And, and I think in the first one, he made it. And then after he made it, they said, oh, no, 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 uh, the kicker was iced. And it's all it's all contrived. It's all like it's all scenarios, you know, cr- created by the coaches. Uh, and, and then uh, so they, they, they did the ice the kicker or whatever. They made him re-kick it. As that was happening, I was standing like right next to the line judge whose job is to make sure that, you know, watch the the actual snap and make sure that no one, like, jumps off sides, right? Mm-hmm. As I was watching it, the ref yells to the line judge, hey, throw throw a flag on this next one. And and, and the line judge was, was like, I, she was like, I, okay. And, and she seemed like she maybe was, like, like kind of a junior or, like, you know, yeah, learning, learning on the job. Yeah. And and so they, they, do the, they do the kick or whatever. He misses it, by the way. Uh, on the ice kick and then they throw the flag and everyone was just like what's go- what's going on what was the flag for you know they, they didn't know they have it they she said something like off sides and there's like no way no 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 and si- finally mike mccarthy had to come over and like yell at everyone on the sideline including the media is like these are penalty these are fake penalties these are not real penalties we're, we're, we're trying to create a scenario here and clearly what they were trying to do is like move the kicker forward and back a little yeah bit just in get into to, his like, head a little bit right exactly so I thought that that was a great, you know, example of we have to be careful about what we're seeing up here. Oh, <laughs> because, gosh, yeah. Because if, you know, if, if if he hadn't said anything or if we weren't close enough to hear all of what was going on, we, I'm sure we would be on here bashing the special teams. Oh, they can't even get a kickoff without jumping well, off sides. And it's just like. Can but, I give you another one, an example of yeah, that? Please, please. I mean, we actually talked about this pre-show. But oh, Steve, yes, absolutely. Yes. Hoka, right? He yeah. had this long touchdown catch in one-on-one drills, and people on Twitter went wild. And yeah. the people that love Fahoku pre-draft are retweeting it. The people that don't like Trevon Diggs are retweeting it. But you watch, you watch the drill. It's a one-on-one drill. That yeah. Trevon Diggs wins in the first. He wins the first three and a half seconds of that drill because Fahoku's first step. At press is backing up and it takes him like a good half second to even get off the line of scrimmage. Like, yes, Bahoku scored the touchdown, but Diggs won that rep. Like he it won is. the early part of that rep because there, you're never going to have that much time if it's one-on-one coverage because it typically means you're blitzing, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's really like, it's really like a simulation, you know, like you're trying to simulate a release and, and, and that's, it's like, it's really more like you're focusing on two different parts of the route, right? right? You're, you're focusing right. on the early part of the release 
And then if it gets down the field and they're one-on-one, you're obviously focusing on the ability of the ball skills. To track it and make the catch. Yeah. And, but, yeah, but it's different, right? And, yeah. and there's, there's, no there's no safeties. There's no, there's no, there's no zone. There's no, there's, I mean, it's, it's one of those scenarios that the only way that that would scenario would play out on a field where there's no safety help for digs is in cover zero when all of our linebackers or whoever is blitzing and there's no safety help. And if that was the scenario, that pass would have never gotten off. Like if the, it, the play took too long to develop. Diggs is probably not playing press man coverage at the line of scrimmage at zero cover zero. I mean, I wouldn't think at least, but well, and, and beyond that too, like there this, and I'm sure everyone's heard about it. Cause I saw that, uh, that, um, uh, Todd Archer tweeted it out, but uh, you know, Diggs got really upset after that because Al Harris was saying, Hey, you've got to get up on him and like press him. And I think what Al Harris didn't see was that uh Fahoku was actually like three line three yards off the line of And he went backwards on his first yeah. step, he went back. Exactly. It's just like I mean, how do you again, how do you and again if it was it was cover zero and you and you're going backwards, like exactly, yeah, but, like but on Twitter. Hey, that gets, you know, 500 retweets because they see Fahoku catching a long touchdown, right? But that's why everything at camp you should take with a grain of salt. And it's all about, we've been saying this all offseason, right? It's all about drum beats. It's about not having one good rep. It's about having five straight good days of practice. That's how you tell somebody's having a good camp. To me, it's about, and this is what I've gotten after all these years, is it's about zeroing in on technique, on specific stuff. Because the whole thing is not a, uh, a a full you know an analog for a game snap. You're you're trying to see hey has Diggs gotten any better uh, on his on his on flipping his hips or on his speed turns like those are you, you're trying that's to narrow, what they're focusing on. That's yeah. what they're focusing on, right? Like they're not they're not worried about necessarily the touchdown or or whatever. Like you know half the time like it's it's. It doesn't matter. They're talking, uh, the they're talking to DB as they're, as they're going up the field. Yeah, yeah the so coaches it's... don't care about it, so neither should we, right? It's yeah. it's that first second and a half of the play that they're concerned about. So yeah, I, I just think that like we 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 tend to glean too much, you know, of like value of this instead of just it being noticing trends or changes or 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 improvements yes. or you know regression. It's like, oh, Diggs is toast. We got to get a quarterback in here. Wide receivers lost today. We can't get any wide receiver. We got to get wide receiver. I mean, that may happen anyways, but that's, I guess, where I'm getting at is it feels yeah. like it's not all or nothing. It's, yeah. it's, it's very much looking at specific stuff and seeing what you can glean from the specifics and not over investing everything on one rep just because I get it. Like, you're getting what these these little tiny morsels from camp and everyone's excited i totally understand that but we have to calm down like like we have to we have to like calm our minds and realize what this actually means uh that is it for today's show thank you for making (laughs) lot on cowboys your first listen today now make your second listen to lot on nfl podcast our national nfl experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action Landon, does Cowboys still have what one more practice this week that you're going to be at? I'm actually going Friday and Saturday, there so there's two more practices left. Yeah, so there we go. We'll maybe get some more Cowboys nuggets. I'm sure we'll be talking about it here on Locked On Cowboys. Download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Check out YouTube where we sometimes drop you know fun bonus episodes when the Cowboys sign a former Pro Bowl linebacker. Uh, follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your weekend. See you guys next time.